You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to look back on our 2021 in books, but before we do that, let's catch up on life lately. Sarah, what is your news? I had surgery last week. I am about eight days out now. I had been planning to have the surgery pretty much all year to reduce my risk of ovarian cancer, and... I am just glad that it is now in the past, and I am feeling better every day. Yay. What is new with you? I am having what feels like an actual break from work Mm -hmm. for the first time in a really long time. And I still am doing some things, but I'm doing so much less Mm -hmm. that my days feel really open. I've read tons of books. I was able to volunteer at Plum's school yesterday doing the Santa shop, which is where kids can come and shop for their parents. And it was so fun. I love that idea. Really loving what feels like a real break before being in school full time starting in January. I love that for you. Thank you, friend. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest read, Sarah? I just read The Good Girl's Guide to Murder and its sequel by Holly Jackson. The end of the second book left you hanging, so I do think there will be more in this series. These are YA mysteries. In the first one, for her senior capstone project, Pippa decides to investigate a murder that happened in her town a few years prior. As she starts digging, uncovering things, people get upset, lots of mystery, thriller-esque type drama ensues. Mm. Mm -hmm. They were fun and fast-paced. As you'll hear later in this episode, this is one of the few books that has been able to hold my attention as of late. (laughs) In terms of things I didn't like, was the ending believable in both books? Felt like a bit of a stretch, but I was along (laughs) for the ride and thoroughly enjoyed it. If you like YA mysteries, these are not to be missed. What have you been reading? I recently read the first two books in the London Celebrities series by Lucy Parker. These are romance novels set in London's West End, which is the theater district. So all of them have the background of plays Ah, and actors uh and directors and stuff like that, which I really like. I mean, it felt almost foreign just because I really don't know that much about professional theater. Yeah. And it's in the UK. So the languages. A little different. And I read these instead Mm -hmm. of listening, but they still have sort of the British slang. Yes. Which is fun. Also, both books had really good treatment of consent, which I appreciate in my romance novels, and a good level of spice. There you go. I was there for it. I would recommend these. Both are solid romance. I have the third one, but I haven't started it yet because I'm finishing some other things. I plan to read that one as well. And I think there are more. So if you are someone who likes a series, there are plenty to get into. I will say that in the first book, which is called Act Like It, there is a cancer subplot. And in the second book, which is called Pretty Face, there is lots of stuff with parents of adult children being really sick. So content warnings Mm. there. I think sometimes when you go into a romance wanting something light and then there are heavier subplots, it's not the best (laughs) experience. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to put that out there. So we're going to talk more about books today. Let's start our discussion by giving an overview of our year in reading. How did you feel about reading generally this year, Sarah? I think it was fine. 
At the end of last year, I was in a really great reading groove that continued until about May of this year. I was listening to books while shelving at the library in addition to the reading I was doing at home, which meant I was going through lots and lots of books. Mm -hmm. Then I switched jobs in the summer, so no more hours of audiobooks every week and started grad school. So the time in which I had to read greatly diminished. I'm still reading a handful of books a month, but nothing like earlier in the year and currently feel in a slump. So when I look back on the year, really, it was a great reading year overall. But because it's been going downhill, I think (laughs) I'm feeling more neutral about it than I would have been earlier in the year. Fair enough. How about for you? This has been an awesome year for reading for me. Very few book duds. I mean, some I started and didn't finish, Mm -hmm. but very few that I persevered through and then was like, meh. I mean, most everything Mm. that I read, I really liked. That's great. And I didn't have any real reading slumps that I can think of. So kind of amazing and awesome. Yeah. Feeling really great about it. I love that. Tell me about your reading slumps this year, Sarah. What was that like? I think it first started in the summer, and I am realizing that this is a bit of a pattern for me. Mm. I think the change in routine as we move from school year to summer throws something off. I don't know if it's also seasonal that I'm outside more, or there's something that happens where I'm not reading as much in the summer, and it has happened for several years. And then going into the fall, I wouldn't say I was in a reading slump this fall. I think I just had less time to read. But currently, I'm very much in a slump. I was texting you yesterday that I think I have started 10 books in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And am maybe 20 to 50 pages into all of them. And it's not (laughs) even that I don't like them. I want to finish almost every book that I have started. I just can't seem to get in the right mindset yeah. And I was prepared for this coming out of surgery because I remember after I had my mastectomy that I did not read a book for an entire month. Right. And I think it was the same thing where I had started many books, but I didn't get around to finishing them until later and I had moved past it. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to embrace it and just know that it's fine and I'll move on out of this. Yeah. But it's also hard because I have a lot of time on my hands And that is not always true. So it feels like the prime time to be reading. And yet I just can't seem to make that a part of my life right now. So Sierra, did you have any surprises in your reading life this year? Books that I expected to love and didn't include both the new Gamache and the Hillary Clinton-Louise Penny collaboration. Mm -hmm. I am not sure what it is, but I have always loved Louise Penny So that felt very sad to not love those as much as I was hoping to. Mm -hmm. I have been really into YA mysteries. (laughs) This is my new favorite genre. I would have never guessed that going into the year, but I have been going through the recommended list of YA mysteries on my library's webpage Hmm. and have not been disappointed. Really just loving that page turner element of a mystery, Mm -hmm. but on the lighter side with it being YA. Yeah. Something about it is really working for me. I've had a very hard time reading literary fiction this year and nonfiction, 
and memoirs, mostly just wanting to read romances and YA mysteries. (laughs) I really love that for you. (laughs) Honestly, it sounds delightful. It is. What about you? What were the surprises in your reading life? I also didn't love The New Gamache, which is maybe not a surprise, but I had not read the second newest Gamache last year when it came Mm -hmm. out. I got it and then I wasn't into it. I did read that one and loved it. I loved that one too. Yes. But then this most recent one, I was like, meh. Mm -hmm. I also had really been looking forward to Casey McQuiston's second book, One Last Stop. Yes. And I liked that book, but it did not make it into my top any reads. I felt the same about that one. I think the supernatural element not being prepared for it Mm. was hard for me. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. It was so different from Red, White, and Royal Blue. It really was. There were good surprises in my reading this year, too. The first was that I did not remember that the new Skullmance book was coming out. The Skullmance Mm -hmm. is the magical school book series by Naomi Novik. Mm -hmm. And so that one came out and... It was one of my top ones, just giving a hint to my my top books to come. And then when I was making my favorites, I realized that I have leaned hard into YA fantasy this year or new adult fantasy, which isn't totally out of the norm for me. But I think I was really more into it than I have been in years past. Yes. I love that so many of those are series as well. Mm -hmm. So that once you find one that you like, there is more. Yes. I am finding the activation energy part of reading and getting into a new book and new characters very hard for me right now. So when there is something you find that is delightful, Mm -hmm. it's perfect. Yeah, it's really nice, like you said, to have that promise of more to come. Yes. So you and I both make a Goodreads reading challenge. What were your goals for the year and did you meet them? I set my challenge at 100, and for the first half of the year, I was well exceeding the pace to meet that, then slowed down significantly. I have met it. I think I'll end probably around 115 books I read just for me, plus around three dozen that I read aloud with my kids. Mm -hmm. I think my goal for next year will be lower, given the fact that the challenges I'm experiencing this fall aren't going anywhere. Yeah. I think I'll probably read more like 75 or 80 next year. If I read more, that would be great. But if not, that is to be expected. How about for you? My challenge goal was 60. I had exceeded my goal of 52 last year, but I wasn't sure what 2021 would look like because I knew I was going back to school. I was planning to keep working. And at the beginning of the year, I did not yet have childcare for Pepper. So I've set it low again, but I've exceeded that. I'm at 100 and will likely go beyond that these last few weeks of the year. As for next year, with being in school full time, I really have no idea how it will go. I'll probably keep it at 50 or 60 again and just see how I do. Yeah. So Sarah, I know you have also participated in other reading challenges Mm -hmm. sort of from around the internet in the past. Did you do any of those this year? I thought I was going to do the Read Harder Challenge again, which Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed last year. Yeah. And started to participate. And then I just only wanted to read the books that I wanted to read and (laughs) did not want anyone to dictate my reading to me. And so I think I've only completed a handful, maybe three or four of the tasks in that challenge. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't think I'm going to try and do one this next year. I feel like in order for me to get back to reading, I really just need to focus on reading what brings me joy in the moment and not feeling like I need to do something to put a check mark by it. Mm-hmm. So while I have loved it in the past, I don't think that it's the right time for me to do it right now. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I don't know if you feel this way about school, but for me, when I have something like work or school that requires a lot of reading, mm-hmm. I want my reading that I choose to be solely or at least pleasure first, right? Like, yes, this is something that I want to do to relax, that I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be educated because I'm getting educated enough when I'm reading tons of science papers for work or <laughs> I'm getting yes. educated enough as I'm reading my anatomy textbook and making flashcard upon flashcard. Like it just does not feel good to need to use my brain so much while reading. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I've had trouble with our book club picks recently as well for that Mm. reason, that they have been more of the literary fiction. Too edifying. (laughs) Yes. And not as easy to engage with. And I think I'm finding them more pretentious. And I don't know that that is accurate, but I am just here for the reads that you can fall right into Mm -hmm. as opposed to having to work so hard. I am almost always a book club read finisher, Uh and that has not been the case this fall. I've either barely gotten it done or not, Mm. because I just couldn't make myself want to read it. Well, you know, I'm here for that. I love (laughs) not finishing books that I'm not into. (laughs) There you go. All right, let's talk a little bit about how reading looked with our kids this year. Reading has been great. We've been reading aloud a lot, and both kids' reading has really taken off. HB is reading longer chapter books now before he was still preferring more of the graphic novel style or books that had a fair amount of pictures in them, Mm -hmm. which is totally great. But Minecraft has changed that (laughs) and he has gone all in on Minecraft books, so many Minecraft books, and I'm here for it. I love seeing him excited about reading. E is also becoming a really great reader. She loves all kinds of books. Just this morning, both kids woke up, found a cozy spot, and started reading. I enjoyed my breakfast of Chex Mix and joined in by reading myself. It is truly the dream to have everyone in the family reading independently, but still at a phase where we're enjoying reading books together. Both of them still love read aloud time, either from a chapter book or picture book. So I just feel like we've hit this really great sweet spot where reading doesn't have to be me reading aloud. But reading aloud is still a really vibrant, great part of our experience. I love it. How is reading with your family going? Plum is so, so close to reading independently. I'm sure this is coming in the next calendar year. Mm -hmm. This year as a family, though, we have really enjoyed picture books. I think Plum and I read more chapter books last year because Pepper wasn't into longer picture books and more engaging Mm. picture books. He was still sort of in baby mode. So we would separate for nighttime reading. Mm -hmm. I would read to him and Andrew would read to Plum or vice versa. But this year, because... They are now both into picture books with a good amount of story. We have been doing a lot of reading together. Mm -hmm. And it's been really wonderful. Great. Now it's time to talk about our favorite reads of the year. Sarah, what was your favorite fiction? My favorite adult fiction were The Once and Future Witches by Alex Harrow 
and One, Two, Three by Laurie Frankel. My favorite fiction were the Ray Bear and Redemptor duology by Jordan Efueco, mm-hmm. The Last Graduate by Naomi Novik, The Once and Future Witches by Alex Arrow, and Legendborn by Tracy Dion. How about your favorite romance, Sarah? Mine was Just Last Night by Vary McFarlane. Loved all her books this year. Mm-hmm. So glad mm-hmm. that I found her. Thank you, Mom, for pointing me in that direction. <laughs> and this one is my favorite with all of the feelings and sadness and emotional depth, people with lots of boundaries, and a great overall story. And that one was good, too, because you don't know who the female lead is going to end up with Yes, at the end. So it's a little mm-hmm. less formulaic than other romances. Agreed. My two top romances were Act Your Age, Eve Brown by Talia Hibbert, which is the third mm-hmm. in the Brown Sisters series, which I was anticipating loving and I loved. And then one that I just read, The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, mm. which is a romance set in academia and really worked for me. Yeah. How about nonfiction, Sarah? I did not read very much nonfiction. Same. But the ones that I read were very good. I'm really grateful that I read Cast by Isabel Wilkerson and also What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat by Aubrey Gordon. Yes. What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat was also my favorite nonfiction read of the year. Highly recommend. Okay. How about your most enjoyable reads this year, Sarah? More YA mysteries, which (laughs) my favorite were The Inheritance Games, the first and second, third one coming out next year. Can't wait. Might reread the first and second right before that one comes out so I can just really be ready to enjoy that one when it comes. (laughs) I love that for you. The other one I really enjoyed was The Idea of You by Robin Lee. I ended up reading this early in the year and then listened to it later in the year because Hmm. just really liked it. My most enjoyable read was also a listen. Finley Donovan is Killing It by El Cosimano. Mm. And you talked about this on the pod. Yeah. And I didn't really realize as I was reading it how much I loved it, but I just keep thinking about how much I love it. And the second one (laughs) in this series is coming Uh out next year. So I'm really excited about that, too. Yeah, me too. Okay, how about memoir? Also read very few memoirs, but... Really loved No Cure for Being Human by Kate Bowler. I actually reread her first memoir earlier in the year and then mm-hmm. when this one came out. It's heavy, but beautifully done. And my favorite memoir was one I talked about on the pod, Raising a Rare Girl by Heather Lanier. Mm-hmm. Also heavy, also beautifully done. Audio. It was hard for me to choose my favorite audio. When I looked back, half of my books this year were audio, which is the most audio I have ever done. Yeah. But two favorites that stood out were Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbwe and Transcendent Kingdom by Yah Jesse. I think that these were both some of my favorite books that I read this year, plus the audio was excellent. So that's how I ended up narrowing it down. I also listened to a lot of books this year. My top audio reads were Don't You Forget About Me by Vary McFarlane mm-hmm. and No Happy Endings by Nora McInerney. Our final category is read-alouds. What were your favorite read-alouds this year, Sarah? This was also hard to narrow down. We did so many good ones this year. But my favorite two series were The Heartwood Hotel by Callie George. This was just very sweet. There's four books that follow the seasons about a mouse that is at this hotel for animals in the forest. 
The other one were two books by Maria Parr, Adventures with Waffles, and Lena, the Sea, and Me. And these have the same characters. I'm not sure if there will be more or not. The second one just came out this fall. But they are set in Norway on a fjord and follow the antics of two neighbors, Lena and Trilly. It is hilarious. We laughed out loud so many times reading this together. And there's also these really good messages, but she doesn't beat you over the head with those messages. It's not moralizing. Mm-hmm. It is just talking about hard parts of being human in this really lovely way. Mm. I feel like that's such a fine line to walk. Yes. Impressive when authors manage it. Mm-hmm. Our two best read-alouds were picture books, Building Our House by Jonathan Bean, which is one I know you have talked about your kids loving in the past. I love it so much. My favorite. And then Construction Cat by Barbara Odenaka, which sort of hit all of the things that our family loves. Cats, Mm. construction sites. It has a very good rhyming structure, which is delightful to read out loud. So would recommend both of those. Nice. All right. Let's wrap up by looking ahead to 2022. Any challenges you're anticipating? I mean, we've touched on some of this already or things you're looking forward to. I think the challenge will just be getting back in the reading groove. I am anticipating that happening and looking forward to it. And then once figuring it out, just keeping the good things going. In terms of books that I am anticipating, as I already said, The Final Inheritance Games. Yes. And also The Newest Lady Sherlock. I am still waiting on getting that one from my library. It came out last month, I believe, and can't wait to get my hands on it. Mm, It's a good one. Like you, I am not sure how reading is going to look with all the other things coming, but I love it and hope that it can keep going. And then, as I've previously touched on so many books and series coming out next year that I'm looking forward to, the final Skullamance book is supposed to be out, a new Veronica Speedwell, and the new Finley Donovan, which I already mentioned, but I love a series, and I love a new book in a series. Bring it on. So that's our year in reading, listeners. We would love to hear about your favorites in all of the categories. We would love suggestions for read-alouds that have worked with your kids. And we love to talk about books. So let us know how it was for you. Now let's talk about what we've been eating. I have realized that I am not a huge fan of soup. Hmm. And I think I was sort of just in denial about this for a long time. Okay. Andrew really likes soup. So, you know, when we're doing sort of like family meal planning, he would suggest soups and I'd be like, yeah, okay. And then we would make it and I'd be like, hmm, really not excited about this. Or I would have all the ingredients and just put off making things because I was like, I don't really want to eat that. <laughs> you think it's not substantial enough or what is it about the soup that is not working for you? Some of it is that it's not substantial enough. Some of it is that it's not enough chewing. Huh. Like that I really like to chew my food to like feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. Feels like an essential piece for me. And so, yeah, I just was, have not really been feeling soups. But that said, I like stews. I like chili. Mm-hmm. I like beef stew. And so I wanted a hearty potato soup. So the potato soup that we have made in the past has a, like a thinner broth and milk sort of substrate that it's in, but I wanted something that was like substantial. So I made this one from a blog called I Wash You Dry, a loaded baked potato soup, and it was delicious. It was essentially like making stovetop macaroni and cheese and then putting potatoes in it instead of noodles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
It was that thick. And as a result, it was a hit with Pepper, whose favorite food in the whole world is macaroni and cheese. That child would eat macaroni and cheese for every meal every day if we let him do that. Yeah. He was like, ooh, I like this. I like this very cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's basically what it was. I have not made a potato soup before where you make a roux. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do, essentially, like a macaroni and cheese sauce. It was good. All right. What have you been eating, Sarah? We have been very fortunate that friends have been bringing us meals since I've had surgery. And last night, friend and listener of the pod brought Instant Pot chicken and dumplings, which Mm. I had never had before. It was so cozy and perfect. It is gray and dreary here and has been for weeks and will be for weeks. And just having this really warm, cozy bowl of food was delightful. I will get the recipe and post it and hopefully make it myself in the future. I love that there were big dumplings and the chicken was more shredded Mm -hmm. along with vegetables, but it was very thick. Sounds like something I would like. Indeed. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Just a second. I'm going to wait for Neil to walk out with his heavy stomping. He came to say goodbye. Bam, 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 bam. I think he's gone now. (laughs) Do you want me to say this? Are we saying this?